welcome back to another episode of Genevieve Girl Talks. I'm your host, Kidan, with our lovely, lovely, lovely brand new guest for our creative series, Grace Lul. She is a model, a photographer, um, South Sydney's model and photographer based out of Chicago. And Grace is here to talk to us a little bit about herself and her creative process. Welcome to the podcast, Grace. It's so nice to have you. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Kiden. This is an honor. And as I mentioned, super excited to have this conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's such a joy to just, you know, connect with so many different South Sudanese creatives and get to know about their process and their journey. And, you know, we're totally in support of that. Um, so, Grace, we like to open up with a um, icebreaker. So, if you were to wake up anywhere in the world today, where would it be? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, I would say Kenya. Um, that's where I was actually born. I was born in Nairobi, Kenya. And I moved to the States when I was four, so I haven't been back. Um, I think that would just be amazing to be there and being able to come back to my birthplace almost, so... My goodness, yeah, Kenya. that yeah. is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Uh, Kenya is yeah. definitely a place where a lot of our people are. Um, yeah. One of my destination places for sure. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful. But you've actually never been back since you left, huh? I actually haven't. Um, and that is always, I think, for us in the diaspora, we that is our goal is to always go back home. Um, that's always been my, my goal is to go back home, whether it is in Kenya or just Africa as a whole. I consider Africa is my home, uh, but also Sudan, South Sudan. Um, I've never been to South Sudan. I've never stepped foot. So that is just also another dream that, you know, I, I hope to to live someday. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, likewise, likewise, I share that sentiment. Um, I was actually born in Beirut, Lebanon, and I mm. love yeah, and I left there when I was seven years old. And so that's always been like, I was like, I want to go back. I want to go back. But of course, I never get to make it to go back. <laughs> right, um, right. And definitely relate to the feeling of wanting to go back to your birthplace, um, you know, just to reconnect with that part of you. So that's, that's beautiful. Um, for me, if I was to wake up anywhere in the world today, at this current moment, I would say it'll be probably the Virgin Islands. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, just because it's a U.S. territory, obviously. And I, you know, I think it's something really cool about being on an island in the water and just kind of immersing yourself in that environment, um, especially mm. in terms of like self-care, mental health, just being in a, in a space that allows you to just kind of breathe and let your hair down, um, you know, before you get back into the hustle and bustle and humdrum of you know American life so that's that's where I would wake up <laughs> have you ever Absolutely. ever been to the islands or anything I actually haven't um I was going to go to Jamaica actually that's also another destination I've always wanted to go to um my sisters actually went and unfortunately I had other obligations that prevented me from going but yes. I was so salty <laughs> but Jamaica is definitely going to be the yeah. the Caribbean the first Caribbean um place that I, I definitely want to go to uh, let me know so we can maybe plan some itineraries because absolutely I, yes I, I, 
into Jamaica. Everyone says it's like a ball. So, um, yeah, no, definitely. That that would be really awesome. Yeah, because, you know, living in America is nice and everything. But I do think that it's cool to just to if travel the world if you can, you know. And then especially go to places that kind of make you feel better and give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I think Africa and the islands is definitely that for me. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I will also say that the world is so big, we can't um, just shortchange ourselves in that way. Like, there's so many experiences that can be experienced out there in America. And I think when we do live in the Western society, we feel like this is the end all be all. This is the, the best experience and place that we can be. But that's not the case at all. And if that is, we can always find you know the truth for ourselves so traveling I think that is beneficial to everyone yeah yeah no definitely I would have to agree with all of that um sometimes people think traveling means like going and making a crazy itinerary to go to some fancy place but it could even be traveling to local attractions like places that are in your own city or your own state or area that you've never been to and that kind of just been like you know on your bucket list I find Mm -hmm. that just getting out of your environment, like of your home and away from your work and all that stuff, even that can kind of invoke some of those same energies that we're talking about. So no, totally agree. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to just kickstart our conversation because I'm so excited. Yeah. Like this is sort of the first time we're having a model slash photographer on. So I'm excited about yeah. that. Um Tell us about, you know, a childhood memory that keeps you grounded in who you are. We're going to get into the modeling and photography, but I wanted to start with like your childhood and kind of lead up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it is kind of related to photography. I would say it's almost like my origin story, but um, I have a lot of fond memories of my father being the photographer of our family. He was the the documenter um and i honestly it took some time for me to realize that's where i found my passion it was through my father and seeing him take photos of different events forcing us to get ready and (laughs) go into the living room and and take photos and just how important that was to me but i remember um in kenya um Sudanese, we love, we love parties. So there was always a wedding to go to, an event to go to, and we are, you know, getting dressed in our best. Um, so I, and I'm the youngest one in my family. So most of the time I wasn't able to go to these events, uh, but just seeing my family members, my sisters getting ready um, and getting their pictures taken and also, you know, photo bombing their photos as well, getting my photos taken. So that is just a very fond memory of mine, just seeing my father as a photographer. And he was a pastor. That was not even his passion or anything. But yeah, I, I just love remembering those those memories and seeing the photos as well. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, we had uh, we, we spoke to another musician recently and, and he was kind of recalling a childhood memory and um, talking about how he would see his parents play the instrument and how they met um, in the mm-hmm. church choir. So it's I always think it's interesting how like where we are now is connected to our childhood or there's some connection from our childhood that kind of shows up in who we are, or what we do now. So that's super exciting. 
um, do you ever like look back at old photos and say, oh, like, oh, I remember that or I remember that? Because I'm like a photo person. I think it's cool to have tech and have phones, uh, photos on our phone. But I'm the person who will like literally go and get photos printed out and frame them and like put them in the house or have out. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, my the family albums I have, they're not with me, obviously, they're with my, my, my mother and my older siblings. But um, when I do go back to visit, I take photos of those photos just to have like yeah. almost a physical copy in a way. Yeah. But when I look at those photos, um, I just think of the happy times. And just if I can remember, because I was pretty young, but just thinking about where I was at those at those moments. And what was going around um, and just feeling that energy. Um, and I think that is essentially what photos are, are supposed to do. They do evoke those memories of that current, that events that has been documented. So um, yeah, I think about the happy times. I think of how goofy my siblings look if, and just seeing how far we've come and how we've grown. Like, it's just no. powerful to, to have these photos. Yeah, yeah. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And speaking of photos, when did you um, realize that, you know, you wanted to take a non-traditional career, you know, because, you know, Sudanese parents, it's like you can either be a lawyer, a doctor, engineer, <laughs> someone that's so super smart that's going to change the world, right? And we don't really look at the arts as something that's, you know, going to move the country forward or something that's going to have any impact on future generations and, you know, our, help our country's condition. So I, I'm curious to know, when did you realize that you wanted to take a non-traditional career and sort of like stand firm in that and move in that, move in that uh, vision? Yeah, it was definitely when I was in high, um, high school, yes. And... Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're kind of forced to figure out what we want um, to go to college. And at that time, I literally had no idea. Um, I randomly picked a therapist because I feel like I'm empathetic and I'm a good listener. And I thought maybe that would be great. Um, but I first took my very first photography class in high school. And that just changed everything for me. I was captivated immediately and and I never put the two and two together in terms of just like my family and my father it was just a natural attraction to me and being able to see photos and how they evoke emotions and feelings and I think that is a very powerful tool that's that's very powerful to make people feel a certain way and yeah since then I was like yeah this is what I want to do this is my my destiny almost like this is what I, I was meant to do and how meticulous I am naturally and having that attention to detail it just it was a match made in heaven <laughs> you could say <laughs> no that's 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 really awesome because I was gonna ask you hey like what came first modeling or photography <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know the egg <laughs> Kind of, you kind of answered that question um, uh, ahead of me. Um, so when did when did like okay? So went from therapy to like taking photos. When did uh, modeling come into the fray? Like, did someone say, "Oh my gosh, you're so dropped out gorgeous," which you are. Like, you should get into modeling. Mm -hmm. Something that was like, "Hey, I'm discovering myself," and you know, I see different examples of dark skinned women doing this. Like, I can do this. Like, what was that journey for you in when it comes yeah. to modeling? 
It was honestly unintentional. Um, and I realized that's the best moments in life when it is unintentional. So I just think it happens so naturally and it's almost just like the divine intervention. But um, I've always had people come up to me and say, you know, asking me if I'm a model, I should model. At a certain point, I was actually annoyed by that because I did not want to be a model. I am a photographer. I wanted to be an artist and I didn't see the value in being a model um, and just seeing although the lack of um, the lack of models like me, I, I, I wasn't seeing that. And I didn't necessarily feel like I was obligated to feel that because there was a lack. It yeah. just was not in my interest. Um, and I think also when people tell me to, to do certain things, I, I question that. I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. So it was natural for me to go against modeling and just not be a part of that. Um, but if anything, I, I would want to be either the photographer or the fashion photographer. Um, so I actually, after college, I went to college in Minneapolis. Um, I did study photography. And after finishing college, I, like any other college student, wondering what is the next step, um, I visited Chicago while I was in um, college. Um, I was visiting a friend and I just fell in love with the city. It's, it's such a, an amazing, beautiful city. So many talented people. I met in two days, a matter of two days. And so I decided that was going to be my move is to move here to Chicago and actually own my skills as a photographer and also build that foundation as a photographer um, and it be my job essentially. And how I even started in terms of entering the scene, um, meeting other photographers and basically meeting the, the industry here, the art industry. Um, I just reached out to photographers that I, I admire. I love their work and I can see myself um, doing similar work or we have similar visions um, and just reaching out to them and asking them if they wanted to speak with me, just almost like an informal interview just to pick their brains. Um, and also if they needed any assistance with any photographs or any photo shoots that they had. And after a while, they would ask me to model. <laughs> and at first I was against it, but at that time I was open to anything. Um, because as I mentioned, the unexpected is where you do find some really good, important moments. So I, I didn't want to shortchange myself and kind of put myself in a box of just strictly being a photographer. And I also felt like that would be um, a good experience to know what it's like to be in front of the camera as well. That will allow me to do a better job behind it. But ever since then, this photographer, every photographer that I worked with wanted me to, to model. So I was just naturally inclined to do it. And I've never looked back ever since. <laughs> that is just that's such a beautiful journey and um I appreciate how you you know you took your time breaking that down you went from okay knowing what you wanted to do which was photography we even went to school um for photography and then it's like people are like hey you should imagine you you're like I don't want to hear this anymore <laughs> <laughs> right. I can relate to you know it's like there's a difference between being good at something or looking like you can do something and and just like it just having a passion of something 
being passionate about something as well and just like you know what lane you want to be in and sometimes the vision that other people have doesn't align like I'm tall I'm five foot nine I used to hear be a model be a basketball player uh I'm too yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) oh like I'm I'm good with uh teaching people stuff oh you should be a teacher and like Mm -hmm. people are always putting things on me and then I have Mm -hmm. myself and know okay you know what thank you I appreciate that you see that but this is the vision that I have for myself so uh, kudos to you for knowing like you know what you wanted at that point in time and then just allowing that process to naturally happen um the coolest part about everything just explained was how you took the initiative to reach out to photographers and like kind of just have like maybe coffee drinks coffee date with them figure out what they want that Mm -hmm. is essential to the creative process because even the creative journey I mean because sometimes opportunities just don't fall on your lap like it might seem Mm -hmm. like but there is a point where you yourself have orchestrated things that are working out later on you know what I'm saying yeah you know even though everything kind of seems spontaneous um you were kind of pulling at the strings just by having the vision to say hey like let me look up these photographers let me try to connect with them like that was you planting your own seeds and i think that's super dope and um i would like to use that as inspiration for some creatives out there that you know you may have a dream or a vision or you want to do something but require at least some sort of planting seeds and sometimes that's just with connections that you have or conversations that you have so super absolutely Yeah, and I will add that, especially coming to a new city, um, and even just if you're starting off in something that you're interested in and you want to go for it, it is important to um, connect with those who are where you want to be, essentially. They have their, you know, experience that they could share with you, uh, and not necessarily to use that same path, because, you know, that is their own path, but just to get an idea of how to get there because you essentially don't have any knowledge of how to get there. And you do need a community. You can't do it all on your own. That is something that I'll say Chicago has taught me. Um, It's a very community-oriented city. Um, Even if it is small, there are other small, big cities, but there's just so much love and care that is here that I, I think that also really did help with being able to connect with people it was just so so natural. Um, and I feel like people who are in the position that you want to be in, they're more than willing to help. They they want, you know, they want to share their experiences and what they've gone through. Um, or at least from my experience, that has always been the case. So yeah, you can't do it alone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that that's definitely accurate and I agree with that. Um, so like what was one of the hardest uh challenges that you came across um either with uh, the modeling or the photography that you could recall that sort of pushed you into okay, you know what? Like I am going to be better or like okay, you know what? This is a this is a life lesson that I can use going forward. Yeah. I will say it's with photography, and this is something, it's still a lesson that is ongoing. Um, When, as I mentioned, moving here, my goal was for my photography, my art to feed me. This was going to be my job. And that was a lot of pressure. I'll say that it was a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation because 
when you start a business, it's not going to, you know, jump from the start, you're, you know, have those profits. Um, and it being your livelihood is it, it is it was a very stressful time. Um, I would go to um, photo gigs with other people where I, I would be the assistant. Uh, but it was difficult finding actual clients like that is something that over you have to build over time it just doesn't happen overnight and that is something i did not realize and also realizing that there should be a separation of your passion your love for photography as an artist versus using it as something to feed you as you know in our capitalistic society and I will say that pressure, it really did burn me out from photography. Um, and I even stepped back um, and considered, is this something I actually really wanted to do as a career? Um, and it made me question if this was something that I'm really passionate about because of how stressful it was. And I realized that they can be a separation and there, there needs to be a separation because for me, photography, it's it is beyond making money or having clients. This is a voice. Um, it's an energy that goes beyond that. And it's powerful than money. And I think I shortchanged that in, in a way, um, have, expecting it to be that sole provider. Um, I believe in the future, it could still be a sole provider. Um, I think in many ways it has, um, just with me being able to connect with modeling uh, through photography. And I can see it opening many other doors. So it's not the end all be all, I'll say, but that was uh, a very difficult um, experience to go through because that really made me question my passion and essentially made me question who I was and like, what was I doing? What What is the reason why I'm here? What was my purpose? So it really did challenge me to think about these things and what I wanted to do moving forward and how I wanted to maneuver in terms of my photography. So, yeah. 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 No, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so what does, what does Grace consider, you know, chic and things like that? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I will say, um, I don't think I'm the most stylish person, <laughs> but I will say, the clothes that I wear, it's rooted in just what I like, the yeah. colors, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel comfortable. That is definitely like my first and foremost is, is being comfortable, yeah. uh, regardless of whether it's, you know, tight fit or if it's loose. I always want to be comfortable in my body. And I will say like, <laughs> yeah, with my style, I, it's kind of all over the place. I will say when I have been more, I would say more intentional with my styling, it was in 2020 when we were all home yeah. um, in quarantine and we had nothing to do. I was thinking like, as soon as quarantine is over, I want to have my fits in line. <laughs> so that's what I ended up doing was just like basically shopping online for all my summer, <laughs> summer fits. Yeah. And how how I actually started doing this, and this was something that I was, um, um, I guess I was advocating a lot on social media, is buying from Black businesses and Black um, creatives. 
um, and even thrifting as well, because yeah, they're things that are just so expensive that, you know, it's not necessary to spend a lot of money to have style. And I think that's one thing people are still not understanding of. You don't have to have like a luxury item in order to be stylish. It, in some cases, some people do look tacky, to be honest, um, yeah. because they do fall on that uh, brand name. But I, I think it, it just comes down to what feels good to you what what makes you feel happy almost like the the condo <laughs> like thinking of how does it make you feel um yeah and also just expanding as well i do tend to go for darker black colors and you know just with our skin being sudanese being african we need to wear colors <laughs> like yeah colors are beautiful on our skin so that is something like <laughs> with styling i i did open up to Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you definitely came on here today and are serving. So yeah, I did. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love the hair, the hairstyle. I love the top. Thank you. <laughs> makeup. It's it's giving just goddess and, you know, definitely gratitude. Appreciate it. <laughs> I think discovering your sense of style is, is such a beautiful thing. I think I'm also in that journey as well. Like recently, I just went through my closet and just got rid of stuff that didn't resonate with me anymore. I'm like, no, ah, this isn't me anymore. Ah, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. And it's important. Mm-hmm. Like, And part of that thought process is it's okay to go back and change things, right? Sometimes we feel like we are locked into a certain style or a certain aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be fluid. It's okay to one day wake up and say, hey, I want to wear a tight dress and the next day it's like I just want to wear sweats and you know a sweatshirt I don't think that uh, that we give ourselves enough uh, flexibility you know and I think that's mm-hmm. so so much of style to me I think is connected with like our mind and how we think and how we move you know some of my mm-hmm. some of the people that I just love who I probably would never dress like I like Erica Badu it's like totally yes. opposite I would wear- <laughs> But she's so brave. She's so brave. And Rihanna's also another person that's brave in terms of style. Like you just kind of, you're just out there and you literally wear what you, what it is that you're feeling or what you're thinking. And sometimes that's funky. Sometimes that's like mismatch. And I love stuff like that. So when I'm, when I'm ready to hit a phase like that, I'll be super excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And it's like, those are perfect examples of there that is their style that is true to who they are and also just knowing who you are and what you like outside of clothes I think that also just helps in every facet of your life you're able to choose things based off of who you are authentically it has nothing to do with anything from the outside world or outside influences so yeah Erica Baidu I love her style I would not wear no tall hat I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it but well, it looks amazing on her she can pull yeah, it off yeah. it, it's inspiring because it draws me closer to what I like and uh I think I think like for me when I try to wear what's trending or when I have tried to wear what's trending it never really feels the same I'm like okay this doesn't mm-hmm. North Face jacket but it doesn't really do anything for me you know what I mean right oh it's like okay like why waste money on something that's not bringing me any kind of feelings how have you uh, been able to process like just things like racism, discrimination, colorism within the just uh, creative industry 
as a whole, but then also within photography or even modeling, like if you've had any experience with that? Yeah, I will say with my experience in terms of racism per se, and just being a black model, um, a lot of the photographers that I've worked with and even brands that I've worked with, um, like for example, Pear Nova, um, it is a luxury nail brand um, that is owned by a black woman. So it is, it was just natural. There wasn't any, I didn't feel uncomfortable. Um, our visions are the same. Yeah. Um, we're the same color, we're the same people. So I, I never necessarily, um, I don't feel like I face specifically any racism, but I will say um, I have felt fetishized, um, yeah. especially with the industry, modeling industry today. Um, and even back then, I think there is a certain look that is pushed now, um, especially with South Sudanese models. We are essentially the it girls, to be honest. Yeah. Um, one experience that I did have, um, it was uh, for a white designer um, and the photographer was a black woman mm -hmm. and the designer actually reached out to me, um, actually really upset saying that the photographer had um, basically called her racist and um, her concept was racist and tone deaf. And that was, that took me back because I have worked with this designer before and I never felt that necessarily. Um, I would say it's more so feeling like um, my look is the reason why they're coming to me. And that is just naturally the modeling industry. You have a certain look. This is what they are going for. This is a part of their, their vision. And I, I believe, honestly, the inherently the modeling industry and just the entertaining entertainment industry as a whole, it is... Um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, it is exploitative. Like, and that is something to be aware of, absolutely. Um, and I will say, determining what you're willing to do, because again, that just the industry itself, that's just how it is. It is exploitative. Um, and they may not necessarily care for you. You're essentially a product to them so I think that having that mindset and just knowing the industry for what it is will yeah. help you navigate through clients and seeing what clients you actually want to work with is is this something that you you see yourself representing do you do you coincide with that vision um, and when it came down to that photo shoot because I have worked with this uh, this designer before and she actually uh, told me the concept, gave me even, uh, she was really afraid of what the photographer had said. So I think she wanted to be certain that I was comfortable and that she, I, I didn't feel the same. Um, and I didn't feel the same way as, as the photographer. Um, but I understood there was a reason why she had reached out to me as a model. This was the, this, my look was what she wanted for, yeah. for her for her photo shoot so yeah. yeah 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 no thank you so much for sharing that um and this is this is what I see in the creative industry as well it's like um as a creative you have a talent you know that could be your 
you know, your look, your skill, you know, what you have to offer. And you want people to see you beyond the the look, the skill, the talent. Mm-hmm. Grace for who Grace is and treat you accordingly, right? You're not just a mm-hmm. product unfortunately it's not it's not it's not that way and uh it is important like you said to earlier in our conversation about fashion to be grounded in yourself and uh definitely have boundaries um not being afraid to say no and as i learned through this documentary is like being bold enough to call stuff out you know and maybe it's not blasting someone on Instagram. Maybe it's like calling them up and saying, hey, you know, let's have a conversation about what went down on Saturday. Like, I want to tell you, um, I'm not trying to blast you so all the blogs can write about you, but you need to know that this is happening and your brand's being represented this way. So um, it's a lot. And I think the more that we mature as a society, we'll be able to have uh, better conversations about things that are going on and hopefully make the creative industry a better place for up and coming, you know, young girls and boys, and especially uh, girls and boys of our skin tone. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if there's something that I want to do is definitely, um, you know, inspire them to not hide, you know, because I've experienced like just mm-hmm. hiding and, you know, um, Hey, like there's Same. no for me like this is all occupied by people of lighter tones like I don't belong there and it's like now we're reaching this space like no we belong there we do have a voice and then it's also up to us to make it better for the people that are coming after us so um yeah no thank you so much for sharing that journey I think it's important to be transparent everything is not you know glam and glitz and you know it's not if you can be in the same room with a lot of prominent people but if you're being treated like you're less than or that you're inferior or you know someone's telling you to sit in this back row because you're darker then it's what sense is it what what's the value of even being in that room like no I want to be in this room because I'm truly valued for who I am you know what I'm saying so yeah I feel like we could have this conversation for hours we can we can (laughs) but I'm so grateful for your time And I wanted to actually let's go back to the question I was asking you about passion versus, you know, um, the business side of stuff. Um, How do you establish boundaries or what are some things that you do to sort of um, have a good control of, Okay, this is what I'm this is what I'm taking photos as passion. And this is what I'm, you know, taking photos or modeling as, you know, business. Like, how do you keep that balance? Oh, that I'm still learning, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, it, it, it is it, it takes a while it is a learning curve mm-hmm. um just like with everything but I will say um to separate the two um with modeling it is for me it is a business more of a business okay standpoint. um and I do obviously bring my 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 representation who I am physically and my creativity but I see it as a job um, almost like I, I'm, I'm an actor. Um, and with photography right now, currently, it is more personal. It, it's for me. And that's actually how I am currently owning and really cultivating that passion back because that expectation really did damage that. So just going back to the basics of realizing why I loved it so much and doing the things that I I loved back then, taking photos of myself, 
taking photos of random buildings, random trees, just anything that just incites joy. And I think that you can never go wrong with that because that is a perfect foundation to build from when I am ready to use that as my career wanting, if I do end up using it as that. But for me now with photography, it's more personal. It's for, for me. Um, and hopefully in the future, I will be able to share it as well in the future for other people. But yeah. No, that's, that's, <laughs> but um, yeah. So <laughs> at Grace, now we're going to move on to our um, this or that. It's just a quick segment. You just choose one thing. Um, so I'm excited for this one. So we'll start with selfies or professional photo shoots. Selfies. Okay. Okay. Selfies. <laughs> I feel like I kind of know the answer to this, but high fashion or street fashion? High fashion. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think about it. And the, and feel free to like explain any of those if you want to. Um, traveling the world without a camera or staying at home with a camera and home meaning like just your environment of where you are oh my gosh I would say oh that is so hard I know I would say traveling without a camera because Ooh. I will say some experiences they're just meant to experience and no photo nothing that can, it can't be documented Wow. So, yeah, I would say that. I would be sad a little bit, but. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the eye and the mind are the first recorders. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm a big, like, a, I'm someone who's big on once you are talented, like, or you have a creative um, uh, talent, whether it's photography, modeling, um, singing, dancing, acting, writing, I am very, I'm super convinced that those things sort of spill into each other depending on where you are in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so sometimes I'm, I'm good at painting and then I might be good at singing. I might be good at writing and it's mm -hmm. all comes from one place. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's exactly. a separate department within myself. So you're like, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you, you just, you just never know how things are going to work out. But, um, but yeah, so moving on to the fourth one, yeah. the old IG or the new IG. <laughs> I'd say the old IG. I, I miss it. I miss it. Because it was strictly about photography. Strictly. And yeah. people's foods. <laughs> like yeah. what you ate that day. Yeah. It was simple. Oh, absolutely. I have to agree with you on that one. Old IG was so fun, so inspiring. The photography, like you you got to know more photographers. I'm like, I did not know this many absolutely. photographers. You know, and then obviously Apple came out with better phones and everyone was a photographer and taking everybody's a photographer right but I love the nature shots I loved the shots you know in in Italy or wherever like those things were so inspiring if you've never been to those places you're like wow this is amazing so yeah yeah so the last one is um kind of similar to one we already did but uh you can feel free to explain that too um lots of clothes with nowhere to go or not that many clothes and you can go everywhere. <laughs> I love I the would say... <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> breath, by the way, it's like <laughs> I know because it's so hard. <laughs> um I would 
would say just because I, I want to travel, I want to see the world. I would say being able to go anywhere with not that many clothes because also like that challenges you to style yourself. You could, you know, switch it up, have a different top, can go shopping and add a little bit more. So yeah, I, I would say <laughs> with little. <laughs> about that okay so I got a little picture so Grace likes selfies high fashion traveling the world without a camera old IG going somewhere with not a lot <laughs> and from our I love that love for me yeah. so from our conversation that might be Jamaica or might be Kenya we don't know <laughs> it will I, you know it, I think it'll be Jamaica Jamaica. That'll be the first trip. Yes. That'll be the first trip. Oh, man. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you in these short, you know, 45 minutes. This is just the first of many conversations. This is just like scratching the surface. And thank you for, um, you know, letting us look in the window and see a little bit of who you are, you know. And I'm, I'm so mm. excited to get to know more of you as you get to know more of me and Genevieve Girl Talks podcast. Um, we can wrap up with you just letting us know if there's anything you'd like to promote, any projects that are coming out, anything you want to let the people know and um, sharing your socials. Yeah, I first off want to say I'm so honored to be able to speak with you and meet you. Hopefully in the future, I'll also be able to meet my fellow Grace. <laughs> but um, anything that's coming up, um, I am actually working on a skincare video. Um, so I'll be doing a lot more content creating with my Instagram. And my Instagram is uh, Lul, my last name, L-U-L, and my first name, Grace. And you can also find me on TikTok as well, which is my first name, Grace, and then Lil. So, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. You're on mute. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. No. no worries. Thank you so much. It was, it's been a pleasure. Um, we definitely want to invite you back on. You know, anytime you want to come back on, you are welcome. This is a platform for you. Um, we honor you. Thank you for the great work that you're doing, being an inspiration. And um, we hope to talk to you again. More blessings. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kadem. You're very welcome. Masalam. Take care. Bye.